Welcome to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. On this episode, you'll hear from Dietrich Nichols of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers and Dakota Prukop of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Yes, a Blue Bomber double dip. Nichols just extended his contract, and Prukop just signed by the Bombers, had been with the Elks, to be their backup quarterback to Zach Kolaris, his buddy. Find out more on the podcast. Winnipeg Blue Bombers have been a little busy this week. Free agency, or about a, a week in, but yesterday they announced that they've extended the contract of all-star defensive back Dietrich Nichols through 2023, and he joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Welcome to the show. Hello, how y'all doing? Thank you for having me. So you were already signed through 2022. Why did you want to get that extra year to make sure you're here for the 2023 season as well? I, um, an opportunity came to me and, and it sounded right. So, and Winnipeg is a great city to play some football in and I love it there. So it wasn't, it was a no brainer really. So when you arrived in Winnipeg for the first time last year, what were your expectations? Ah, man, I was, I was kind of clueless. I didn't have no idea about uh CFL at all like I've seen it before and everything but I never like got into deep more like details about how it how it went and the cities and everything like that but for right now I kind of I'm I'm enjoying it so you've bounced around a lot in your football career what's what was different about your first year in the CFL compared to some of your previous stops in pro football uh I wouldn't. I wouldn't say it was wasn't nothing really too different because I I, I truly believe that it don't matter what type of what rules or the difference of each game or each 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 league is is still football, you know. And as long as you're pretty good at football and understand the rules and and love the game, it it will come natural to you. Was there any learning curve though playing defensive back in the CFL compared to the American rules? Ah, uh, yes, of course, man. With the um, with the running start and the wider field, it it does come and play, and it does take time and and studying and listening to understand the game more. Like you do have to put more time into learning the the rules and learning how to move on the CFL field. And looking at the season you had named a CFL All-Star, would you call it a pretty successful first season in the CFL? Uh, yes. Um, you know, of course, um, you always want to do certain things better, but it, it was a good start for me, honestly. Now, Let's go to the Grey Cup game. You're defending the goal line. Hamilton might go in for the the winning score. What was the mood on the defense there as Hamilton tried to to take the win? Was it one of you know? There's no way they're ever going to get into this end zone right here. Ah uh, yes, man. We was in um we was in a tough situation. Uh, tough situation that we had to get ourselves out of, and it was just a bowl and don't break. I mean, Ben, but don't break the situation where we just know we couldn't let them score. 
And then to overtime, you're part of that crazy play, that tipped pass play uh, that goes from you and then Winston Rose and then Kyrie Wilson. Is that one of the more crazy plays you've been a part of in your football career? Ah, uh, yes. Um, that was kind of it was it was very unique, you know. Like if if it had to happen again, it won't. Like that's something that just won't happen on a regular like on a regular day and day basis. It was just a special moment and a perfect timing as well. It's like trying to play, if you've ever batted a balloon around, just trying to make sure it never hits the ground. It was like that type of play. Yeah, like like the flipping bottle thing when it was like, it's just not going to happen all the time. Right. So what's your off season been like since you won the Great Cup? I've uh, just been um, relaxing, enjoying my family, and still working out and stuff like that. You know, we have a short I mean, short off season, so I have to do stay in a little shape and stuff like that, and be ready for the next season. Are you down in Florida? Ah, uh, yes, I'm in Florida. Okay. When do you have to come back to Winnipeg? How much time before you you make it back north? Uh, we head back. Report day is May 13th. Okay, so you got three months. Yes. Do you have a list of goals you want to accomplish in your off-season training? Uh, not right now. No, I, I, I can't think of nothing right now. But I always want to um, be faster and stronger, but and learn the game more mentally as well. So a couple of days before you added a year to your contract the team announced that Brandon Alexander was coming back for two years. How important is he to the secondary and the defense of your team? Uh, that's the anchor of our secondary. I would say our team as well. It's, it's a guy that does things that won't be on the, on the stack sheet that make makes him a real great player. And I really respect him. I think he's one of the best safeties I've seen in a in a while that that just won't get the credit that he probably won't should get, but it's coming that what people will see from him, but he's a great player and I love him. Now also wanna ask if you've had your day with the Grey Cup yet. Uh no I did not. I did not. I have to figure out how that how that supposed to happen because it's pretty cool to me. Yeah, I've seen a lot of pictures uh, from your teammates to talk to some players about how, what they've done. I know Mike Benson was talking about eating it. Uh, Jackson Jeffcote ate uh, queso and nachos out of the Grey Cup. So yeah, they, you, they you, you don't have plans yet. They spread a lot of germs, but it's pretty cool. Oh, I mean, they wash it in between. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> You're not eating out of someone else's yeah. bowl that's dirty. Nah, I don't think I eat out of it. I I, I like the I like the the theme of it though, but it's a very cool thing that you you unique as well to have people have it and take it to their culture as well and show them what they've been doing. So it's pretty cool. I like it. So you don't have a a plan yet for what you're gonna do? No, I don't. 
But I need to think about something real soon. <laughs> yeah, that'll add that to your uh, off-season to-do list. Well, Dietrich, I appreciate your time tonight. Thanks yeah. for calling in, and uh, best of luck in your training. We'll see you when you get here in the uh, springtime. Okay, I um, appreciate you guys. Thank you very much. Winnipeg Blue Bombers have added a quarterback today with Sean McGuire leaving football to pursue other opportunities. The Bombers had a hole. Yesterday, the Elks released Dakota Prukop, and today, the Bombers signed him, and he joins us now on the CJOB Sports Show. Dakota, welcome to Winnipeg. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm glad to be on this show. I'm glad to be uh, a Blue Bomber. So how quickly did it turn from you don't have a job anymore to you're in talks with the Bombers to come here? Yeah, it was it was pretty quick. It was an eventful morning. Um, by uh, late afternoon, it kind of had a good af- good idea that this was going to go down. But you never know. You don't want to count your uh, chickens before they hatch. But uh, as soon as I got the the news, it wasn't too much of a surprise. You know, new uh, management, new coaches, shoot, even a new president down in Edmonton. Uh, but you know, when new people come in, you know, a lot of times they bring new guys in or you know guys they've had in mind and. So it wasn't too much of a surprise, and uh, my agent, Rob Fry, did, did a great job. He was well-prepared, and uh, it sounds like he had been in talks with a couple different teams already. He represents multiple quarterbacks around the league. So he kind of he knew which teams, you know, who needed what. And, uh, you know, the ideal fit, I think, for any quarterback in my situation around the league was, you know, everyone probably had their eye on Winnipeg. Um, you know, it's the premier organization, you know, champions of the league, you know, two times in a row. So any any quarterback in my shoes would have uh, jumped at this opportunity. So what about Winnipeg, other than they've won the last two Grey Cups and winning is fun, drew you to this franchise? <laughs> winning is fun, that's, that's for sure. Um, I think first and foremost, the way that the players talk about Coach O'Shea, I think the stability in the organization from the top down. I know uh, different teams were going, off, uh, going after management this year and I think I maybe even saw rumors that people are trying to get, you know, O'Shea, but um, just stability, you know, it's a hard thing to come by. I think in this league right now with a lot of short-term contracts and this and that. So when you've got a coach and management that have been in a place, have been highly successful um, for multiple years in a row, it's just extremely enticing, extremely enticing. So what role have you been told if you have been told, Will you have with the team? Are you expecting a lot of short yarded situations? Yeah, I mean that's what I would expect, just because I've had success in in the past doing that. But you know, I love football. I'm I'm one of the guys that growing up I've always loved practice, uh, and you know I've played both ways early in my career in the CFL in Toronto. I even wiggled my way onto special teams, and I played special teams because I truly just love football. I love the game of football. Uh, when I was young, I started on the defensive side of the ball, actually. Um, so I'm, I'm just the guy that, you know, if coach asks me to do something, I'm going to do it regardless of what it is. And at the end of the day, I just want to help this team however I can. And, and like you said, winning's fun. I want to win. So if there's something I can do that gives us a slight competitive edge at winning, that's what I'm going to do. Can you kick? I can't kick. I'm, uh, I don't know if you say that's an American thing. Cause you always, uh, you always laugh. Uh, all the Australians are, you know, the great kickers and, uh, stuff like that, but no, I I cannot kick. I, I've done some punting. I did some punting in high school, 
but I wouldn't say that's my strongest suit. I can hold though. <laughs> okay, there you go. You can hold. I know Sean McGuire was doing that for the team last year, so that you might be called upon to do that uh, this year. So take me back to when you started playing football. You said you were a defensive player. When did the transition to quarterback happen, and did you always like throwing the football? So my my uh, my grandfather Al Prukop, he was a he was a quarterback, and he played at the University of Southern California. Um, and then he actually had a uh, opportunity to go play for the Raiders, but back then teachers made more than NFL players. So he actually ended up getting in the, in the coaching and then he was a long time, uh, lifelong career coach. And then my father, uh, Tim, he played college football, uh, and then he coached collegiately and professionally for a good portion of his life. Um, and so now I'm third generation, you know, with football in my blood and we all love it. Uh, so, uh, my dad was a linebacker and I wanted to be like my dad growing up. And so I played linebacker early on and uh, wasn't quite big enough in Texas to continue playing linebacker. And I was a little faster than most. So I switched to safety and I was having success uh, about my senior year though. I really took a liking to playing quarterback. I was playing both ways my junior year. And then my senior year, about three games in, I uh, kind of banged up my shoulder, got an AC joint sprain uh, on my left, sh- my, my, not my thrown shoulder, but my opposite shoulder. And my brother was the backup. He was a backup safety. So I figured, Hey, why don't you take over this next couple games as the starting safety? I'm just going to go full-time quarterback because my shoulder really hurts. And, uh, it turns out he was actually a better safety than I was. <laughs> so I, I kind of lost my job to my brother at the safety position and had really fallen in love with uh, scoring touchdowns as opposed to making tackles. So I rode out the rest of my career as a quarterback, and uh, <laughs> he took over as a safety. You don't miss hitting people? Uh, you know, I like it, but uh, I would rather, you know, throw a touchdown than uh, hit people. But, you know, I, I don't mind at the beginning of the game uh, getting into a big collision. I do still like the physicality, and I like, uh, you know, I like delivering hits because you can kind of still deliver a hit as a quarterback. But you got to be smart. You know, this isn't college anymore, and the guys at this level hit a lot harder. They're a lot stronger, a lot faster. And, like, I had a, I had a run this year actually against Winnipeg when I was with Edmonton. And at the end of the hit, at the end of the run, I got hit pretty good by uh, Adam Big Hill, and uh, it rocked me up a bit. I had to go to the sideline and catch my breath. So I think uh, at this stage of my career, uh, I'd rather just get the yards and you know, get out of bounds or get down. But, you know, if it comes down to it and there's a first down you need or a touchdown you need, I don't mind uh, sticking my head down in there and and, and, uh, falling forward. So you posted a Twitter today, a Twitter picture today of you when you were at Montana State with the Bobcats and blue and gold were the colors. You've worn them before. You said, quote, back in my favorite colors went well. Last time I had the opportunity to rep these threads. Tell me about your time at Montana State. What was like life in Bozeman? Bozeman's great. Uh, one of my most uh, like when I when I look back on memories, I'm most fond of it. You know, a lot of them happened in Bozeman. Um, I love the snow. It's where I really acclimated and um, got used to playing in the snow and just you know living in the snow for I guess not as many months out of the year as Winnipeg deals with, uh, but uh, qu- quite a few. Uh, but yeah, we had a lot of success and. We, we ran a fun offense there that, you know, uh, really took advantage of some of the dual threat um, capabilities I have. And uh, so just a lot of great memories, good friends, a uh, lot of wins and a great crowd. 
And, you know, today, just kind of the warm welcome that I received on social media from all the Blue Bomber fans kind of, you know, was reminded me of my time in Bozeman and just the outpour of support. It, it was just really cool. And so, uh, you know, I figured, hey, it's last time I was wearing these these threads, things were really good. And, you know, I blues my favorite color. So, you know, as funny as it sounds, let's get let's get back in the uh, in that kind of mojo. So cold weather games are no issue for you then. No, and I, I actually like them. You know, I like being in the cold, and um, you know, I, I think you can run into situations where maybe you're playing against guys that aren't as used to it. Um, you know, guys that maybe don't want to be out in the cold. And I think something about that competitive advantage of, hey, it's a cold game, and maybe I might have an extra step on someone. I think that's what's so what's uh, most exciting about it. But no, yeah, yeah, I remember. Uh, being a freshman at Montana State in Bozeman and walking to uh, 5 a.m. or 5.30 a.m. workouts after a fresh snow the night before. And, uh, you know, we had a joke, but a lot of the guys from the dorms used to wear flip-flops through that. So I don't, I don't know the scientific term, but I feel like I killed some of the nerve endings in my feet because my feet just don't get cold anymore. So, uh, you know, excited to, to get to get to Winnipeg and and uh, play some games in the snow because that's when that seems like the Palmers are playing every year. Well, if you're playing in the West Final and carrying a, a ball and a third and goal from the one, you won't need to feel your feet. I think you'll be all right, and you'll be <laughs> called upon in maybe some big situations here. Hey, that's the plan. That's exactly the plan. Have any Blue Bombers reached out to you since you signed earlier today? Um, yeah, I've talked to a couple guys. Uh, you guys might know uh, a, a guy by the name of Zach Caleros. Uh, he's uh, had had quite a bit of success out there recently. Mm-hmm. Um, Zach and I are friends from Toronto, so I got I had the pleasure of competing with Zach. Uh, I think it was 2019. We played together in Toronto and got to know each other, and we stayed we stayed in touch ever since. And uh, you know, just supportive of each other's careers, and you know, just checking in now and then. And then, you know, we share a lot of, a lot of hobbies that we stay in touch about. And uh, it's funny, of all the guys in the CFL, I probably talk to Zach the most often. So when I thought that there was some potential to this happening, I actually reached out. I was like, hey, this might be a go. Like, this would be pretty cool. And uh, I know Zach's excited. And, and now that it happened and everything's good, you know, we've kind of been texting back and forth all day. And um, just really excited to get to compete with him again and, and, and learn, you know, because someone having uh, that kind of success at, uh, and having this many years under his belt, you know, there's always something you can learn from uh, someone like that. And he's just a great person to compete with. So I hope I can push him and make him the best version of himself. And I, I know he's going to push me and, and make me a better quarterback. So more than excited. Do you mind sharing some of the hobbies that you share with Zach? Yeah. I mean, we, you know, Zach's obviously a very smart dude. You can't have success at this position unless you're uh, highly intelligent. And we actually uh, were invested in a lot of the same um, kind of things. So there's some stocks, you know, we're always stock, throwing stock tips back and forth or ideas on different investments. And then, you know, as funny as it may sound, we're both kind of invested in some similar uh, digital assets uh, uh, that kind of are taking social media by storm. So I think those are just two things that we both have a lot of fun with. And we've made a little money on the side, just uh, kind of researching and picking different companies or different projects. And 
Um, that's something that kind of keeps us in close contact. Is that what this Radix roadmap is that he tweeted at you earlier today? <laughs> that That is one of them. That's, that's our current favorite, but that's something we've been invested in for over a year. And it's, uh, it's appreciated, uh, I think almost threefold since we, wow. we first uh, got into that. So it's fun. You know, when you, when you invest and we kind of get into something together, you, you, you have fun, uh, you have fun with it. And uh, yeah, I gave me a good laugh when he tweeted that. Cause I had no idea what it was about. I had to Google it and even reading their website. I'm like, ah, I'm not sure what this is, but I'm glad you do. I'm glad you're having fun here. I'm glad you're going to be spending a lot of time with your friend in the quarterback room. Sounds like you're going to have a great time here in Winnipeg. Appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Congrats on the contract, and we'll see you when you get to Winnipeg in the spring. Yeah, thanks for having me, and I look forward to getting up there. All right, that is Dakota Prukop, quarterback for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, signed today to back up his buddy Zach Kolaris at the quarterback position. Remember, Sean McGuire had eight rushing touchdowns last year in short yardage situations. Dakota for sure will be counted upon to do much of the same in 2022. Well, thank you very much for listening to the CJOB Sports Show podcast. If you like what you heard, guess what? You can hear more every weeknight on CJOB from 6.30 to 9 p.m. Of course, that is when the Jets are not playing because if the Jets are playing, then I don't have a show, but I'll be part of the pre and post game coverage. Anyway, thanks again for tuning in. Subscribe if you'd like. We're available on iTunes and other places I'd imagine. So farewell until we meet again. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We try to warn you over the day. You may not share our intellect.